0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The
1: Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. never FDIC.
0: <laughs> it is Thursday, March 26th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swann. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original light beer. Coming up on the program this hour, we are going to talk to Kelly Schmidt. Kelly, she's going to be inducted into the Marshall Hall of Fame when that ceremony takes place. Hopefully it will take place on September 11th. And if that's the case, she'll be inducted into the Marshall Athletics Hall of Fame. Looking forward to catching up with her. She was one of the outstanding members of that tennis program over at Marshall from 2005 to 2009. And, of course, uh, she is my personal enemy and nemesis, even even easy for me to say. It's a big word, isn't it? Personal nemesis. We'll talk tennis. We'll probably talk trash about all our favorite sports teams. All of that's coming up. That's a segment I'm looking forward to. I do have to acknowledge and start off with some sad news tonight. Fred Curly neal who was the face of the Harlem Globetrotters for 22 years, he passed away this morning in Houston. He was 77. He played in more than 6,000 games in 97 countries. The Globetrotters all over the globe barnstorming. He was on that team from 1963 to 1985. You had to be pretty good to be on the Globetrotters, especially back in those days. You had to be pretty good. He joined the Globetrotters after averaging more than 23 points per game during his senior year while leading Johnson C. Smith University to the CIAA title. I don't know where to begin. I'd get up on Saturday and... I tune in, ABC's Wide World of Sports, and I get to see the Globetrotters. I mean, he was on Scooby-Doo as a kid. I'm watching Scooby-Doo. There's Curly Neal. They're the Globetrotters. The Globetrotters had their own cartoon. I mean, come on. The Globetrotters were on Gilligan's Island. They saved Gilligan's Island from a mechanical basketball team. I mean, they were all over the place. They were doing everything, and, of course— It was just fun to watch the Globetrotters for a long time. For me, that was basketball. Was it what I saw over at the Henderson Center or what I saw over at the Fieldhouse? Wasn't that? No. Harlem Globetrotters, that was basketball for a generation. And I know it's different today. And the Harlem Globetrotters still go across the globe. And depending on where they go, I'm sure it's a different reaction than maybe other places, but I mean, that was a big deal to watch the Globetrotters. And of course, media being the way it is now, you got to go viral. You have to be on TikTok, I'm told, which that's not going to happen. You have to be on Twitter, Facebook. You have to, you have to put your brand out that way. And in a simpler time, they were everywhere. You knew who the Globetrotters were. You knew everything about them. So that's sad to see That Curly Neal passing away at 77. I mean, he's an icon in basketball. He's definitely a guy that, you know, as a kid, I remember vividly all the the fun I had watching Globetrotter games. And he was the face of the Globetrotters for over two decades. So, sad news today. Now, of course, we're dealing with the continuing fluid nature of our new reality. Still a world without major sport right now. And here's a reason why. That the coronavirus all across the country now, and you're trying to contain the outbreak and you're trying to flatten the curve so you don't overwhelm the healthcare system. And I know in New York they're definitely battling in other hot spots, but Europe's dealing with it also. And here is a, just an example, a reason why you have to shut down sport. You have to shut down any and all sporting events. According to the Associated Press, a Champions League match between Atlantia and Valencia in February might have been the reason why the virus spread rapidly in the country. Atlantia hosted the Spanish team on February 19th, and the game is being described as Game 0 because it was played just two days before the first positive case of COVID-19 was confirmed in Italy. Can you imagine how many people at that event became carriers? How many people in a group setting, not just 10, 20? I'm talking about a match, a sporting event where there are so many people and you're close to each other and it will spread. That's why you shut down sport. I mean, that's just a prime example. If you need an excuse, you need a reason, here it is. That's your prime example right now. So we're still dealing with the aftermath, and, of course, the NHL is still trying to figure out if they're going to have a season. The NBA is going to figure out if they have a season. College athletics, they're trying to figure out if they're going to have a season in the fall. The NFL is going to be doing the draft. They're going to be doing it in a different situation. It's going to be in-studio. It's not going to be the usual pomp and circumstance. It's still going to be the NFL draft, but it's not going to be the fan event that it has become. It's not going to be that. So where are we at right now? I don't know. But that's just a snapshot of why you have to shut this stuff down because you've got people coming in for that and then leaving. And if the NCAA tournament would have been allowed to go on, You'd have people going in and coming out, and you don't know if anyone's a carrier or not. And then all of a sudden, this thing spreads all over the place, more so than I think we're seeing now. And I'd rather be a little bit more cautious than under-cautious. I just want to be, at the end of the day, I want to be the right amount. And if that means I have to go over a little bit, I'll still accept that as the right amount. We're going to turn our attention to tennis. Tennis of years ago. Kelly Schmidt. One of the best tennis players ever at Marshall University. She's going to join us on the program. We'll eventually talk about tennis with her. But as she is my own personal nemesis. She is. After all. The villain to my story. Because everyone's the hero in their story. Kelly's the villain in my story. And I'm going to meet face to face. And trust me. If you watched AEW wrestling last night like I told you to do, and you saw that last segment, and you're sitting there shaking your head, trust me, this segment with me and Kelly will be way better than that because we'll actually have fun, and we'll talk sports, and we'll talk about her career. But Kelly Schmidt, she's going to join us on the program when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Yesterday we get the word that the Hall of Fame 2020 class has been announced and one of the inductees to be honored will be Kelly Schmidt. One of the best tennis players ever to play for Marshall University. Also, my personal nemesis in all things sports. She joins us now on the program. I'm going to take it a little easy on her. She hasn't done this in a while. But um, uh, first thing, uh, I saw the press release. uh, My first reaction was, about time. I text you and um, get you on the show. But uh, it's been a while since we've done this. But congratulations.
1: I know. Thank you
0: pretty exciting. <laughs> You've had so many things good happen in your sports career. I mean, you're the all time mm-hmm. leader in career combined wins, singles and doubles with 236. I mean, you're conference USA player of the year, three times freshman of the year. And 2006, you're a four time all conference performer in singles. I'm reading from the press release, but it's all true. Um, <laughs> conference USA doubles championships in 2006 and 2007. Uh, first-team all-league in doubles uh, with Carolina Soar in 2009. Um, You won the ITA Atlantic Regional doubles title. I mean, I can go on and on and on. You've got a couple (laughs) of uh, Dr. Dorothy Hicks awards uh, in your awards chest as well. You're the all-time leader in singles wins. You're you're second in uh, career double wins, though. I mean, that's a little disappointing, second. Uh, Dominica.
1: You know what, though? I, I was the coach. I was the assistant coach when she broke it. So that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> so that counts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I don't mind that. <laughs> okay.
0: What goes through your head? when I'm listing off all of these uh, awards and honors, and I'm sure I'm missing something, but what just goes through your head as I take you uh, down memory lane, a tour of your career?
1: I, I really after like reading all, like reading all of them, I really didn't think I was going to have that great of a career. Like I thought I was going to be, you know, pretty, I mean, good, but um, I didn't think it was going to be like that. And it was just, I don't know. Once I got to Marshall's, like the support system, everything was great. And it helped me just want to, you know, do better for the school and all that stuff. And just, um, but I really, I never thought I was going to have all those, awards (laughs) to be honest so it's pretty cool when did it start to
0: click in your mind that hey i've got a good thing going here i'm starting to roll here when did that start to click for you
1: um i think it was after my we were at the um regional tournament at west point my freshman year it was like october and i had a really good showing there and i uh I think that was the tournament where I was like, okay, I can play at a pretty high level. And then it just made me want to work harder. And then um, my freshman year had um, a pretty good year. Um, but there were, I, I will remember all the matches I lost. <laughs> like the ones I lost were all to rank opponent, opponents in a 10 set or a 10 point tiebreaker. And so I just wanted to keep working harder and harder because I was so close, but I just needed to get over that. But I really think that one tournament in the fall is what really gave me my confidence. Um,
0: Kelly Schmidt is with us. (laughs) She will be inducted into the Marshall Athletic Hall of Fame. And, of course, you look at your career and you look at the legacy you left behind. I mean, I'm sure right now somebody's chasing you. They're looking at what you accomplished and I hope somebody's looking at you as the measuring stick, because you were such an impact on this program. You even came back and became an assistant coach for a while. I mean, you got, you didn't get mm-hmm. enough of the program. You came back.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's pretty cool, cool to like have because right now I'm teaching a lot of younger kids too, and just have like all the players now. I mean, even at Marshall, just be like oh, like you can do that and you know you did this this is what's able to be accomplished and um if you just take advantage of like what you have in front of you like when marshall is there all the coaches and just the town and the school just for you so much so it makes you want to just work harder so i just keep telling everybody to just take advantage of like what you got <laughs> to help you
0: <laughs> how's the support been you compare it because you've been other places and you've seen what the support systems look like elsewhere. How would you compare that to Marshall? And do you believe you would have had the same type of career if you went elsewhere?
1: No, I really didn't. As soon as I came, um, like to campus uh, for one of my recruiting trips, it's just like a big family. So um, I always wanted growing up. I wanted to go to the bigger school, and I did get like some offers to like other bigger schools but I wanted to go somewhere where you know I could play and I could really help out and then just everybody since it was a little smaller and more of a family type like they just care so much like everybody else is kind of like oh well you're on the tennis team or you're just like a number so I really don't think like I would have the same career anywhere else honestly because they just, the coaches, everybody just put so much time into the program. And some other ones, um, they just, they don't care, they care, but they're not as involved, I guess. But um, I don't know. I just, it was a great experience. And just traveling everywhere, like, it, I wouldn't take it back. <laughs> I wouldn't change my mind and go anywhere else.
0: <laughs> Kelly Schmidt is with us, uh, all star, one of the very best That play tennis at Marshall University you had 4 years of dominance and now you're being inducted in the Hall of Fame what was that feeling when you found out that you were inducted i mean was it a surprise relief shock
1: i was kind of shocked like i don't know i was really excited and i was really speechless i had no i had no idea what to say i was just like that's so cool <laughs> like so exciting like i can't wait to come back And I keep saying, like, I kind of wish it would happen sooner just so I can come back and see everybody. But um, everybody's been texting and congratulating, and it's just, again, like, the family part. Like, I haven't talked to some people for a couple years, and they still, you know, reach out and congratulate and all that stuff. So I'm excited. So it still hasn't sunk in yet. I don't think it will until, like, I actually get there.
0: (laughs) So who nominated you? Do you know? Because you have to be nominated, Mm-mm. and, of course, you, know, you were an easy decision, I'm sure. If uh, you didn't get in, I would have uh, had issue with Woody Woodrum and that whole committee. But you know, who nominated <laughs> you?
1: I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So we're going to have to find
0: that out. We're going to figure out who yeah. nominated yeah. <laughs> you. Um, or maybe you just came up. You came up on the list of being eligible and it's just like, okay, rubber stamp that. She's in next. Maybe. Because,
1: I mean, I don't. How long have i been out of school? Ten years. 11, uh, just about, years? yeah.
0: Because <laughs> uh, you you were on the team from two thousand five to two thousand nine, yeah. and then you came back as an assistant coach because again, you couldn't get enough of the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: crazy. That's not a long time.
0: <laughs> hasn't been that long, really. Because I, I mean, come on, Kelly, you're aging me here. Let's not. Let's. It <laughs> hasn't been that long. But one of the fun things about you as a student athlete and just as uh, someone I covered and, and I would interview and I would talk to was the fact that let's be honest, there are some people who are not good on radio and then you almost <laughs> taking the microphone out of my hand because <laughs> I mean, look, let, let's be honest, there's, there's two types of personalities. So uh, when it comes to student athletes, you got the quiet type and then you've got the Kelly Schmidt, Carly Timko types.
1: <laughs> you know what's crazy though? I hate talking in front of people. So I don't know why I like doing this stuff. I hate it. Like, I'm dreading the speech in September already.
0: Just imagine you're talking to me and you're giving me grief because you seem to excel at that all the time. I would would get a text from you. It's like, (laughs) I knew, okay, hey, the Bengals were playing the Steelers today. I better turn my phone off just in case.
1: (laughs) Well... I can't really. The Steelers have not been. I mean, last year was just a disaster. So I can't even say anything.
0: <laughs> this yeah, I was going to say my phone was quiet last year in a couple of years. years. It's, it's been a little quiet here. And, and it carried over, too. I mean, we had a fun little rivalry going on because you found out that I liked every team that you didn't. And so right. I would just get these messages randomly at first. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, if. Look, hey, if the Pirates won or the Steelers won or the Penguins won. I mean, we took it to hockey. I mean, you knew where to hit me. Yeah. You knew where to hit me where it hurt. <laughs> and you went penguins on me.
1: Yeah, you can't let me can't let me find out that stuff. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a diehard everything fan.
0: <laughs> so now you probably are in shock that I actually um, go to Pittsburgh Pirates baseball affiliate meetings every year and I come back and I'm I, I'm I've got Penguins gear from John Mercer, and I've got Pittsburgh Pirates gear. You're probably just stunned right now.
1: See, you're slowly turning to the good side.
0: I like the Pirates. That's, I will lie. And that's
1: all the hard work I did since I've been there.
0: That's all you. I'll <laughs> take
1: okay, credit for that. That's all you. And Carly. I'll give Carly some credit too. <laughs>
0: okay. You know, I should have answered that because Greg Brown asked me, he said, How did you become a P- uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pirates fan? I should have said right there, Kelly Schmidt. That that's the reason I should have said that.
1: <laughs> exactly. How can you not?
0: <laughs> so now that you're um, now that you post college and you're onto a new aspect of your life, and I don't think we've uh, even mentioned the fact that you know some good things happened to you at Marshall, not just as your career progressed, but personally as well, because you started a family here or you pretty much here was the launching pad for you starting a family.
1: Yeah. Met my husband, Tim there. And then we just keep moving farther South. (laughs) Now we have two little ones. the two year old Drew and um, Addison. She'll be six months and like next week. It's crazy. So they keep us busy. That's for sure.
0: So for those maybe you don't know, you met or you I don't know when you met, you'll have to tell that story, or you're saving it. I don't know. But former <laughs> assistant baseball coach Tim Donnelly, you married him, and so mm-hmm. you started a family with him, and then you both bolted for Middle Tennessee, which I couldn't forgive you for a while because you both bolted <laughs> for middle Tennessee.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I got over it, but
0: still middle Tennessee. Why? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know, Nashville. <laughs> it's little school. She's like, it's Nashville. But it's Nashville. <laughs> I loved it there. I loved it everywhere. And now we're in where are we? New Orleans. We're at southeastern Louisiana. So we just keep moving farther down.
0: <laughs> it's warmer. I mean, it's a smart move, actually. I mean, you, you start.
1: Oh, it's hot. <laughs>
0: Do you want to move back up, get away from the heat? Or, I mean, are you right where you're at? Are you good?
1: Um, I like the heat. It's just, I, get, I don't know, it gets a little hot too fast, but I'll get used to it again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, we like it a lot. Um, it's, you know, just gets a little warm in the summer, but um, he's enjoying the school um, and all the guys he works with. And then I work at a, Franco's I work at a it's a gym and has tennis and so I enjoy all the people I teach with and the kids down there so it's kind of like a good little setup and the daycare um the kids go into is at Franco's so it's nice I take them to work and throw them in there and then go teach a little bit (laughs) so
0: are you hoping are you hoping that eventually you get to a point where maybe you can take coaching back up. Is that something you still are thinking about or has that part of your life um, come and gone?
1: No, I actually, um, the past couple of months, because high school tennis was supposed to start, I'm actually missing the little coaching part of it because, um, I was helping kids with like doubles because some were playing doubles, some were playing singles. So it brought back a lot of, uh, good memories, but I would definitely like, whether it's college or high school or something, I would, I do miss it a little, um, a little bit. Even though I love teaching, you know, the kids on the side and going to the tournaments and stuff, it's just a different, different um, world, I guess. <laughs> so I do miss it.
0: Do you see a possibility of maybe then one day? Yep. You know, and of course being married to someone who's also a coach, you're going to probably, you both are ha- going to have to make a decision. Hey, where are we going to coach here? You, you're going to see yourself as a package deal eventually. Hey, you, you got to hire me here as well. And I mean, you see that happening, you know, and me, me, yeah. him being him. Cause you'll, you'll be the big, you'll be the big coach by then.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. I, I think when the kids will, when the kids are a little older, it'll be a little easier to figure it out. Cause, um, you know, I—I I mean, I'm just home with them a lot, and you know, without our family down here, it's pretty much just us. Um, so when they get a little older, um, it—it looks—it could be a possibility. So we'll just have to—we'll have to see.
0: <laughs> Kelly so, Schmidt is with it's us. It's definitely be pretty cool. <laughs> Kelly Schmidt is with us, and she is going to be inducted into the Marshall Athletics Hall of Fame. And you know, you're representing tennis well when you get back here. What do you expect to, to do? Who do you expect to see? Who do you want to see when you get back here?
1: I don't know. I want to see everybody. <laughs> like, I want to see John. I don't know. I want to see everybody. I'm trying to, like, make a list of all the kids, like, you know, I coach too because they've been um, texting me too. And I hope I can find time to, like, meet up with everybody, at least for a second, <laughs> just to see them. But um, we're all excited. The kids are coming. coming. Tim's coming. The whole gang's coming up, so um, we're we're really excited
0: for that weekend. Kelly Schmidt is with us. She's going to be inducted into the Marshall Sports Hall of Fame, and I know you keep touch with with your former coach, and you keep an eye on the program. John had a couple of down years. Um, now he's getting things back to rolling again, or at least things were rolling before we. Sort of put this hold on our life and sport right now. Um, you know, what's the program look like to you from afar now that you've had a few years separation from it?
1: Um, uh, this year, they uh, up and down the lineup. They were just. Um, I mean, I don't know all the girls, but um, I know a few. Like Danny, I actually I recruited her. She's a senior, so um, they're just all solid and all competitors. The ones that I know, so. Um, that's just all you need on a team, just a lot of girls that just want to win and want to compete every day. And I saw they were doing really well. Um, it's just a shame that their season, everybody's season has stopped on a halt like this. Um, but I actually, I saw John and the team last year because they played at two Tulane. So I went down and watched some of the doubles and a little bit of the singles. So it was nice to see everybody down here. Um, so a lot of returning players, and I think they'll do fine next year again, too. So, um, I just, I'll look forward to keep following them.
0: (laughs) I know it's kind of a hard feeling to kind of quantify, put into a bottle, but how devastating is it just to be told or to find out that by no control of your own, by either, winning or losing your season's over. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't continue and I'm sure you're dealing with that in a different way because your husband of course is the assistant baseball coach at Southeastern Louisiana and for him I'm sure he's dealing with this on a different level as well. So can you quantify yeah. what that feels like?
1: It's just it's weird. It's very weird. I can't imagine for like the seniors because I know um, a bunch of the high school seniors are struggling but I mean just out of nowhere it's I don't know your senior year is like a special year you have the whole year to kind of like try to hold in all the emotions and everything and then like as it gets closer you start to get a little anxious a little nervous like this could be my last match this could be my last game or whatever and for them just to like not even really build that up I guess it's just like okay you're done like I I don't know what I would do like, I can't even imagine how they're feeling. But um, it's definitely different. Like, Tim, he's kind of bored out of his mind. But, like, the two kids, if we didn't have the kids, we would be so bored. They kind of keep us busy. It's just weird because we should be going to games this weekend. He should be games on Tuesday and just kind of like normal normal life. And it's really weird to us, <laughs> like, not being so busy. Um, but, they They'll be fine. We'll get over it hopefully soon enough <laughs> So and get back to normal kind of life.
0: <laughs> Marshall, all-time great and tennis, Kelly Schmidt, joining us on the program. So are you pulling out your Ray Lewis dance to kind of keep everybody motivated like you did when <laughs> you were an assistant coach?
1: I forgot about that dance, and I'm going to have to pull it out of work. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. But maybe I'll bring it out. I'll have to practice it, though.
0: That could be your walk-up. You could walk up doing the Ray Lewis dance when you come <laughs> to accept your award.
1: Yeah, no. I'll probably be, like, trying not to throw up as I'm walking up there. <laughs> I'll, I, already I-, told, I told Beatrice, I said, I'm like, I'm already freaking out about the whole thing. <laughs>
0: I'm going to fix this for you. I know how to make this work for you. I'm just going to taunt you. I'm going to text taunt you oh, great. Um, before you go up there. I know how to work this. You know, I'm just going to text you, you know, hey, you know what? The Steelers are terrible. You know, I'm just going to do things like that. That'll get you ready.
1: Get me so mad before I go up there. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, come, come on.
0: We've been denied opportunities here. Football season, we don't know what's going to happen.
1: Um, I know.
0: Baseball, we we were robbed at the beginning of that today. And of course, with hockey, my Rangers were coming. You didn't know that because you were so myopically focused on Sidney Crosby. But my Rangers were coming; they were coming.
1: <laughs> it, better, it better all be fixed by football season because I don't. I, we're so like even there's nothing to watch on the TV. Like we either watch basketball or the tennis. Like two bunch of the tournaments are all canceled or postponed, and like we, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> we're like, what do we expect to do?
0: <laughs> You've got so. kids. You've got to have Disney+. Plus. Come on. There's got to be a lot
1: there. Oh, we're so sick of Disney <laughs> and Nick Jr. And <laughs> just over and over and over again. Oh, it's crazy.
0: Kelly but. Schmidt's joining us on the program. And, uh, hey, when we get sports back, uh, we need to resume this uh, this conflict, this uh, friendly hostility that we've had always since the beginning. Um, I know it's been a down time for Pittsburgh sports because you and um, Timco have, um, you, you've, the trash talking has dropped off a little bit. And I've let it be. I haven't capitalized on this yet because really I don't have much room to capitalize. But eventually it's going to happen, especially in football. Joe Burrow is coming to the Bengals. I'm going to actually have hope to, I'm I'm going to message oh, both of you.
1: Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I it's happening. I about that. It's happening.
0: You know it's happening. The Bengals no. are going to be good. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, at least I don't have to see Tom Brady, <laughs> really, to, when we play the Patriots all the time. We might have a fighting chance this year.
0: No, it's not going to happen. Not going to
1: happen. <laughs> not I, actually happen. Just text, I actually just talked to Carly right before I got on here, so I'll have to make sure that she sends a little... Um, hateful text <laughs> about your
0: sport. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: See, I think that's what's been missing in my life, uh, just these uh, agonistic enemies. I've, I've, I've missed having a nemesis, and, you know, you and Temko were excellent at that, and I I think I need that. Yeah. That will get me motivated to be the very best I can be again.
1: Yeah, now we're just trying to not lose our minds because she just had another little boy, too. So we're trying to just... Keep each
0: other sane. <laughs> Kelly Schmidt's joining us on the program. Hey, um, I'm, I'm, thanks for taking all this time to do this today. It's been tough, uh, I'm sure, for you with everything that's been going on. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that there was some great news to come into your life because uh, it's, it's tough for all of us right now. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we got to do this again because I mean, quite honestly, you were probably a rubber stamp when they looked at it and said, "Okay, <laughs> Schmidt's in, move on." <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad that you had me back on. It's <laughs> been a long time. <laughs>
0: Once we get sports going again, um, yeah, I'm gonna circle some dates.
1: Sounds good. <laughs>
0: and you know what? If the the Rangers get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm gonna let's um all bets are off. You just know this, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> if we have a playoff,
0: Kelly, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, good luck. Um. I'll uh, I'll send you some nasty text in September to to make sure that you get on stage and not throw up. Uh, we'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll be there for you.
1: All right, thank you. <laughs>
0: as Kelly Schmidt Donnelly, she is going to be inducted into the Marshall Athletics Hall of Fame. Outstanding career, and of course, um, many years of um, of going back and forth with her. Not just uh, when she was a guest with me on the show, but as an assistant coach as well. So. Um, Always good to catch up with her. And, of course, if the Steelers are ever any good again, yeah, maybe I'll get some of those nasty texts again. I don't know. We are going to take our next break. We'll come back and we'll continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. News from the NCAA today, the Board of Governors voted unanimously to distribute $225 million in June to Division I members. Now, this is a drastic cut in what was going to be distributed. It was previously budgeted at approximately $600 million with the first distribution scheduled for April, but of course, This is in response to the cancellation of all remaining winter and spring NCAA championships. So the Board of Governors vote today. They're going to distribute this in June to what they describe as specifically focused on supporting college athletics. They stress the importance of using the distributions to aid college athletes during the uncertainty of the current environment, along with the importance of planning carefully with less revenue. That's going to be the key here. For some of the membership, some of the conferences, this is a huge chunk of their budget. If you're a Power 5 school, yeah, you're going to get a good chunk of this, but if you're a Power 5 school, you've got other sources of revenue that will help offset. You're going to have to tighten your belt as well, but everybody's doing it. It's not just a problem exclusive to those schools. If you're, say, the Southern Conference, I mean, I don't know what the finances look like in Conference USA. If you're the Sun Belt, you're losing some money here. You're losing a lot of operating budget. This is going to be detrimental to college athletics. And, of course, we're talking about a public health issue. And for some schools and some programs, I don't know what the road to recovery looks like. For other programs, they can weather the storm. They might have to come out a little leaner. Okay, so you can't have all the amenities you used to have for your student athletes and all the nonsensical stuff, you know, that super duper recruiting complex you have to have. None of that. You you can cut back a little bit and you'll be fine as a program for institutions and for universities and for conferences where the operating budget is paper thin to begin with. This is going to be substantial. And so there's that worry. This, this is why that worry is there. That is college football. Are we going to have to push this thing back? Are we going to have to reschedule this? Are we going to have enough time to stage this correctly? Is it going to happen? And I don't have the answer. Nobody does right now. And, of course, I think the pro leagues are going to take a hit as well. They can weather the storm a little bit better than college athletics because it varies so much from top to bottom. Sure, you've got smaller markets in pro sports and it's going to hit them a little harder than it's going to hit the major markets. Sure, you're going to have that disparity. But at the same time, in college athletics, this could be the difference between starting back up or not starting back up at all. And for pro sports, there's going to be some dings here. And we've seen some teams that they've got a war chest, they can weather this storm. We've seen some teams they don't like to spend. The Bengals are spending this year. I don't know what's going on there, but the Bengals are spending, so that means they've got some money. NFL teams are going to be fine. Baseball teams, for the most part, should be fine. Some operate at a profit, some operate right at the line, some below the line. It's going to be tough if we don't get these seasons going. But what is the importance of delaying these seasons? Well, If you were with me earlier, I I outlined that. You look at what happened with a Champions League match. This is probably the spark why the virus spread so rapidly in that country. In the first place, nobody knew. So you can't say this is being reckless, but at the same time, a couple days later, this thing's spreading like wildfire in Italy, and you're trying to prevent that from happening here. And so we've got to become creative and figure out how we make this happen. And, of course, I'm not talking just college athletics. All the ancillary that goes along with it, I mean, there's a cottage industry. I mean, if you go to, say, Nationwide Arena, go to a Blue Jackets game, I mean, there is an economy surrounding the arena. And that's what's going to suffer, and that's what's taking a hit as well. I mean, we're seeing all of the suffering now. That's why local businesses are asking, hey— If you can support us, if you're going to eat out or if you're going to shop, pick one of our businesses. We've got takeout. They're starting to adapt and they've had to trim the fat as well. And it's going to be interesting to see how long this lasts, what the long-term ramifications are. I mean, everybody's trimming the fat business-wise because of it. Sport, of course, usually is our refuge from all of this and it's being hit I'm sure a lot of people are feeling it more because if you were with me earlier in the segment, I spoke with Kelly Schmidt. She's bored. She's a parent of two with her husband, Tim Donnelly. So Kelly Schmidt and her husband, Tim Donnelly, they're involved in athletics and they don't have that right now. So they're bored. And I'm sure a lot of people are bored at home. Thankfully, we're still... At that point where we can ride this thing out and this isn't going to turn into long term, I hope we can weather this, hopefully, together. All right, I'm going to take the last break, come back. I've got what's happening in sports, possibly, if I can get to that, but I definitely want to go over what happened on this day in sports when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 listening to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up this edition of the drive for Thursday, March 26th. Welcome back Paul Swan, your host. What happened on this very day in sports? Well, we've got a couple of really big happenings. First of all, in 1973, UCLA beats Memphis State 86 to 66 in the final of the NCAA tournament. Bill Walton Leads the Bruins with 44 points, going 21 of 22 from the field. Come on, Bill. You missed that one shot. Come on now. 1979. For a lot of people, this is maybe where college basketball began. This is really a touchstone for a lot of us. Larry Bird at Indiana State and Magic Johnson, Michigan State. They meet in the final of the NCAA tournament. Magic Johnson and his Spartans win that one, 75-64. Magic leads all scorers with 24 points. One shining moment and one of the best basketball rivalries, and it was a fun one. It's what a rivalry should be. Two competitors that are amazing on the court, respect each other. Any one of them, you can put in an argument for all time. You want to have your GOAT conversations? Man, if I had a team with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, give me a couple other guys, I'll take LeBron on. I'll take LeBron on anybody he puts together. Give me Magic, give me Larry. But put Jordan in there it's maybe overkill. I mean, then I'm just dropping all the nuclear arsenal. But Bird and Magic and three other guys they want versus LeBron and anybody else he wants? I'm taking Bird and Magic in their team. 2005, Illinois comes back from a 15-point deficit with four minutes remaining to force overtime and beat Arizona in the Elite Eight. I'm sure that eliminated my bracket somewhere in 2005. Darren Williams leads the Illini with 22 points and 10 assists. And, of course, we look back to 2018. Zion Williamson wins the 2018 Power A Jam Fest. And, of course, that's just a sign of things to come. He was getting this ready for what is Zion Williamson, and that's what's happening in sports on this day. Still, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, that's a big one. It's a big event. And I remember watching that game again, the replay. NBC Sports showed it years ago, and... Just watching it as an older person, not as a kid, but just older, you really pick up on some things you didn't see the first time. So if you haven't seen that one, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Somewhere you can find that game. I hope you can find it. Bird versus Magic. I mean, come on. I had the video game, Larry Bird and Dr. J. And of course, when I had the Sega Genesis, I had Lakers versus Celtics. That was a great game. I know some of you are playing 2K these days, or does anyone play NBA Live? I picked it up on sale a couple years ago, but I'm telling you, Lakers versus Celtics—that was the game. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I also played Double Dribble for my NES. I I beat a kid in the neighborhood 100 to nothing at halftime. Shouldn't talk junk about me. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everyone.